At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday, presented as always by BetMGM. Later on the show, we'll talk to Alex Kolodege. We got Joe Knows coming up. A lot to dive into. Lightning bets later on on Thursday Night Football between the Bucks and the Ravens. But right now, let's go to the guest line. Gilles Gallant from the Action Network joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix had revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Gilles, good to see you. Welcome back to the show. And we got to start. I mean, your Cowboys here, Gilles, are, are playing really well. Uh, lost the Eagles, but they bounced back. They beat the Lions last week. Uh, Dak Prescott is back. H- how do you view them now in the hierarchy of the NFC, because it feels like Eagles, and then it's like everyone's like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. The Cowboys look like a team that will be there in the end. How high are you on this team right now? I mean, I'm pretty high on the team, but I also feel like, Joe, you're kind of setting me up here because I know that you just want to gloat right now to me about that win over the Cowboys uh, just uh, last week. But uh, (laughs) I I, I think that being said, I think, and even from your perspective as an Eagles Mm -hmm. fan, I think one thing that we're just not used to seeing is the Cowboys having a top five defense. I I think uh, they can compete in any game they can play because of how strong their defense is, especially when you look at last year. You know, they were first in points per game last year. The defense was kind of an afterthought. And we've seen, what, seven quarters maybe of Dak Prescott so far? I think the big thing that I'm a little worried about right now with the Cowboys, and I know this sounds crazy because we crap on Ezekiel Elliott all the time about how he's washed and Tony Pollard should be the guy, but – his blocking is essential uh, for this team, especially with the, the offensive line injuries that they've had. Uh, I mean, most sports books have them around the third or fourth best team in the NFC, according to the odds. I think that's fair pricing, but I think over the next three games, we're going to find out if whether or not they're a contender because 
They've got to host Chicago, and, you know, even though the Bears, you know, are probably considered an afterthought in that conference, they did just put a spanking on the Patriots in Foxborough. You know, they've got to go to Lambeau Field coming up here, and then they've also got to play Minnesota uh, in, in Minneapolis. So I think the next three games, that's going to sort out what the landscape is of the NFC. What do you think about this spot against the Bears? Because it was 10, and then the Bears upset the Patriots as nine-point dogs, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it gets off the 10. We saw it... Uh, Touch nine this week, short week on the Bears' side, but we know they can't block anybody up front. Fields is constantly running around back there, and you want to talk about probably the worst possible matchup that you could pick in the NFL in a short week for the Bears. It's probably against this Cowboys front, isn't it? Like line up the Parsons uh, sack props. I think so, and also maybe even Bears under on the team total. I think the big thing, though, that the Bears bring to the table that's so strong is obviously their run game. Like they, That's the one thing that has been pretty efficient as, as a fallback for them the entire season. But once you kind of put Justin Fields in a position where he's got to pass, uh, that's when it starts to get a little tricky, and we saw the interception in, even in uh, Foxborough. So I, I think this is a fair line. I think the Cowboys, I think they will win and cover in this spot, but – I'm not ready just to completely downplay the Bears uh, just because of that, how strong their run game is and maybe how, I don't want to say underappreciated their defense is, but I would definitely say it's not as bad as, as it seems like on paper. Jill, we know you for your touchdown props, and we're going to get to that, but I've been seeing your tweets about interception props, which I love. Tell us how you're tracking those and who's been the most profitable. Sure. Yeah. So what I do is every week uh, I record the the interception prop odds and just kind of basically track the historical odds to see where there's some edges, maybe from a matchup standpoint. Uh, and it's too bad because Matt Ryan was the most profitable interception uh, quarterback uh, throughout the season at three and a half units if you would just blindly bet him each game. I'm not sure we're going to see him again in a Colts uniform unless maybe in mop-up duty because I think Frank Reich and that team has just seen enough of uh, of him. Now, Mac Jones right behind him at 3.4 units. But the guy that I really like to, uh, coming up here, especially for Thursday Night Football, I really like Lamar Jackson to throw an interception tonight at minus 105. I mean, the Bucks secondary, they are missing some key players here. But the reason why I like Lamar to turn it over tonight is the Bucs still have 22 sacks this season. They're not missing anybody from their front seven. They can likely disrupt his timing. And Tampa, i got a couple of trends here uh, that really pertain to a Lamar interception. Uh, Tampa's forced an interception in 10 of their last 13 home games starting since the start of last year. Uh, they've also, uh, Lamar has thrown an interception in six of eight road games uh, dating back to the start of last season. And another trend that I've been kind of tracking because of how low the scoring has been, this has actually contributed to this, is road quarterbacks in primetime just being a little bit more inept than we're used to. They've thrown an interception now in 15 of 22 primetime games. That's a 68% clip. So you're getting that at minus 105, maybe minus 110 tonight for Lamar to throw an interception. I like this spot a lot. Jill, scoring is down across the NFL. Unders have been hitting. How has that impacted how you're betting touchdown props? And, and we were just wondering among ourselves and curious your thought on it. Is it now, is there more of an angle to maybe taking first touchdown score? If there are less touchdowns just per week, but you still feel good that your guy might score a touchdown, well, if there's only three touchdowns compared to four or whatever the number is, maybe first. So what, what do you think in terms of how the, the league scoring being down has impacted touchdown props? 
Absolutely. I, I think the first touchdown score option is a nice alternative, but it's mainly for favorites like, uh, you know, the Cooper Cups, the Austin Ecklers of the world, because teams aren't really going with the long shot players that we have noticed so far this season, like in the scripted touchdown drive that we'll usually see in the first quarter. But I mean, touchdown scoring is completely down. It, just in comparison, like 220 in um, after week seven in 2020, we saw 660 touchdowns. This year, after week seven, we're seeing 517. So that's a 143 touchdown difference wow. in just two years. So that's around a, under a touchdown per game. That might not seem like a lot to like the general public who are, uh, but people who, like myself who are betting these markets, like it's around like 0.97 touchdowns per game. That's a huge swing. Um, so for myself, how I'm trying, trying to like kind of maybe pick my spots here, depending on the matchup, especially for Thursday night football, we're, we're seeing historically just lower scoring. I may just take two touchdown scores and then instead of three, uh, and then also the interception props, for example, like with Lamar, that's kind of the alternative if that touchdown scoring is down, interceptions are up, let's have a look at uh, some road quarterbacks having to make a, a play in prime time. And I'm guessing the sports books aren't giving you better numbers since there's so many fewer touchdowns. <laughs> it's always the no, they, it, it, yeah, Joe, you're right. The odds aren't changing. And if anything, they're betting yeah. it. Uh, the odds are being listed as if like, uh, as if scoring, like the regression is the positive regression is happening and we just haven't seen it yet. And uh, obviously I'm going to hold out hope that eventually one of these weeks, we're going to see this nice offensive explosion, but so far through yeah. seven weeks, getting close to the halfway point of the season, uh, like Joe G said, like just unders right now are just a cash cow for betters. What uh, what about uh, week number eight? What is most appealing? Are you looking at touchdown props as your favorite side totals? What have uh, you hung, honed in on? Sure. Yeah, week eight, I think this is probably going to be a pretty public square pick, but I just can't ignore it. And it's Patriots minus two and a half versus the Jets because I just think we need to pump the brakes on the Jets are back. Because three of their last four wins were against like backup quarterbacks like Brett Ripien, Bridgewater, Kenny Pickett, like, and there's just so many trends that point to a Patriots win in this matchup, like you know, twelve straight wins against them dating back to 2015. Nine of those wins by double digits. They beat them last season by 19 and 39. Uh, you know, you're kind of banking on Zach Wilson to keep this game close, but. In those four starts this season, he's only thrown one passing touchdown. And now they're going to have to rely on Michael Carter from a running standpoint. No Brees Hall. I think that's a huge loss for them. And the Patriots' specialty is running the ball. Jets are bottom three and touchdowns allowed by running backs. So I feel like this could be a Patriots double-digit win. And I like them at minus two and a half in this spot. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
All right. I know you're the touchdown guru. I want to circle back on this. Is it worth betting more first touchdown scores? Because, I mean, obviously we know the value that you can get on some of those versus any time. I was looking and I was just thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool to see Deshaun Jackson <laughs> first touchdown, old man Deshaun getting it done. But yeah, I'm curious if you have any, you know, first touchdown score props for tonight that you have your eye on and just big picture, you know, betting first touchdown versus any time. I think Deshaun is an interesting look, too, because last year, when, for example, when he was with the Rams, he actually scored uh, the first touchdown in that game, and he would have been around 15 to 1, and it was exactly the way that you would think this long bomb, 80 yard pass touchdown. Uh, so he would be an interesting play. But I think for the Ravens, if I was to pick my favorite touchdown score, I think I really like Devin Duvernay in this spot at plus 280 because. There's a little bit of question right now how effective Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman are going to be because they have missed some practice time. And Duvernay, from a reliable standpoint, has played the most snaps by a Ravens wide receiver this season. He has the second most touchdowns, receptions, and red zone targets. He's also the Ravens returner, so there's a little bit more opportunity to take one to the house if he was able to take one back. And with Tampa, their run defense is so strong. I don't know if I could really justify a Lamar Jackson or a Gus Edwards touchdown prop. I think I'd be looking more from a wide receiver standpoint. Uh, on the Bucks side, though, I think, again, I, I, it's a pretty chalky play, but I, I've seen him as high as plus 160. Uh, I'd be looking at Mike Evans, uh, I, which I feel like is a bit of an overreaction if you're seeing his odds around plus 160. Um, just to the overreaction to that Panthers loss. Like, I mean, he still had 15 targets in that game and he hasn't been above plus 120 for touchdown odds since the start of last year. Uh, and since Tom Brady has come to Tampa, Mike Evans hasn't gone more than two touchdown or two games rather without catching a touchdown. Right now he's at a three game streak mm. of not catching a touchdown on this team. I don't think that lasts for long. I think the streak ends tonight. So those are my two favorite touchdown score props for Ravens bucks. That'd be Devin Duvernay and Mike Evans. So, Jill, on this show, a couple of us are holding uh, tickets for the Broncos as the team with the worst record in the NFL. We Last year, <laughs> you, you, we talked to you about the idea of the Seahawks as the team to do that. It's funny, we're doing it again on a Russell Wilson team, and he's banged up again. <laughs> do you think we're live here? I mean, that defense is so good. That's the one that worries me. Their defense will keep them in games, but, man, it's been a tough season. The coach looks like he's in over his head. Do you think we're live for the Broncos to finish with the worst record in the NFL? I do, absolutely, because of the division they play in. I mean, I think you could still argue that the Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs are all better than them. So from a divisional standpoint, there's a lot. there could be a few more losses being racked up here. Really, your main competition is Detroit, you know, that's sitting right now at like one and five. I mean, you could argue the Texans, but I mean, they got that one tie, so that might put a little bit of an edge there. But um, right now, Detroit has kind of been the only team that I would argue that right now has just been a mess. Uh, yes, they do have some offensive output, but, you know, they haven't scored a touchdown in in two games, like, you know what I mean? Just because against the Patriots and, uh, and, uh, and anyway, the, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that right now, I think Denver is very live. If they have any more injuries to that defense, that defense goes from formidable to just maybe a little bit above average. Right. So, uh, I think if you're holding a Denver worst record ticket, you should be high knee in all the way down your plane aisle. <laughs> I know uh, you usually do some of the primetime content for the action network, uh, looking ahead to uh, week number eight. In these two primetime spots, anything interesting? Sunday night, we have Aaron Rodgers as a massive underdog at the Bills. And then uh, Monday, we're going to have to wait uh, to see that AFC North matchup between uh, the Browns and Bengals in Ohio. 
Yeah, I think for Browns Bengals, I think you could still take a look at Bengals wide receivers. I think one of the things of where you'll be able to get maybe a little bit of an edge on the Tyler Boyds, the the T Higgins of the world is mainly because of the Browns actually being kind of good against wide receivers, not enough like where you would actually want to not bet a Jamar Chase or one of those wide receiver touchdown props. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the Browns, their defense has just not been up to snuff at this point. I don't think I would want to bet a Joe Mixon minus 120. I think a Tyler Boyd, you know, plus 160 or even a T Higgins plus 150. Those would be fairly solid bets for Monday night football for Sunday night football. That's going to be a tricky spot, but I think Isaiah McKenzie would probably be the first guy that I would look at from a Bills standpoint because you know that Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, their odds are going to be inflated to the point where you're probably only going to be able to get them at plus 110, plus 120, whereas Isaiah McKenzie, who does have three touchdowns in six games that he's played this year, is probably going to be in the plus 200 range. I think that is a pretty decent spot. I mean, you might even be able to get inflated odds on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but that run defense has been so strong this year that it's really difficult to anticipate how the Packers are going to be able to stay in this game outside of doing it via the pass. And even then, that might be a tricky spot. So those would probably be the two position groups that I'd be looking at for Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. About a minute left. Any other um, favorite Week 8 bets or awards or futures? Anything you'd like to share with us? Well, I'm going to suck up to Joe G here for a second. I'm going to say most regular season rushing touchdowns. I bet this at the beginning of the season at 25 to one. Jalen Hurts right now is still sitting there at plus 550. He leads the the NFL in red zone carries this season. I do not see them changing their playing style at all. So I think you could still get pretty decent value on Jalen Hurts to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. And the other one is Joe Burrow to lead the league in passing touchdowns. Preseason, it was plus 1,000. It's only plus 700. Not a huge drop here. But four of the Bengals' next six games are against teams that are bottom five and touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. He's only trailing Patrick Mahomes by five touchdowns, not insurmountable. So I'd be taking a look at Burrow and Jalen Hurts for those future longs markets. I like those. Yeah, there's a a Cam Newton quality to Hurts in the red zone. It's like that's their best play. Just let him run the ball into the end zone, and they score a lot. Gilles, we appreciate you hopping on. We'll be following and reading over at the Action Network. Gilles Gallant on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, coming up next, Joe knows, including the World Series hedging discussion. Is it an option on this show? We'll discuss it next, right here on the Beck UL Network.